This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you, you stop listening right now. <laughs> Yeah, juvenile jokes. Good story, Addison. You like that? Tell it again. I got some more. Or I could tell that one again. <laughs> Anyways, uh, welcome to Give That Some Thought. We'll probably cut that out, actually. Yeah, Wasn't well. that great of a conversation. Welcome to Give That Some Thought. How you doing? Drop Everyone out broadcast flagship show. In um, audio land. I thought that was at the end. You've been doing well, it at we the can end do it for like eight or ten episodes. Yeah. Um, my name is Addison Todd. Joining me is my co-host, Matt Hume. Um... A man who, <laughs> this just came to me, a man who, who apparently wants to get shot uh, because you're Why? wearing a hoodie. So Does that, Will that get you shot? Is yes. If I were you, if I were you, I wouldn't wear that in public. It is, unless you can easily see that you're white. Have you seen this thing? That hoodie? <clears throat> it's falling apart. It is falling apart. The lettering apart. on it is almost gone. It's a Harvard hoodie, there's, first of all. There's grease. And you've never been to Harvard. There's like meat stains <laughs> of grease on and the paint front of it. too there's paint a ton of paint the paint that's been on it the paint's been on it for like yeah. two years now oh yeah that's yeah because you've been wearing uh, that hoodie for a long time i probably had this for eight years nine years maybe and like i said it's a harvard hoodie but you've never been to harvard and you don't know anyone that's been to Harvard. no did no. you just buy who did no my sister it? bought it for me when she went on this summer trip to boston she, she, my sisters both of them spent a summer in boston doing quote-unquote missions work kicking around boston um, <laughs> just they're typical yeah, man. They they're so disdainful do, of no. They're supposed to be doing backyard Bible Lord clubs, but work. we all know that stuff is just mind washing for children. And <laughs> mission trips are just ego stroking for teenagers. It's all it, all it is. You're so you're so uh, uh, just negative, Matt. I went on a mission trip uh, when I was a kid. I went to uh, Uganda, Africa, in mm-hmm. 2002. I guess I was. I don't know how old it was, but uh, and we built, we helped build an orphanage. That's what we did, and then mm-hmm. the adults that went with us on the group were teaching a, a Bible, like a how to study the Bible, like mm-hmm. course to a bunch of area pastors that had mm-hmm. come into the local town. Um, so you can say that that wasn't that wasn't uh, effective or true or no, I don't think so. But we were physically building an or- like an orphanage, like that's yeah. at least. Have you? Do you have any construction experience, Edison? Uh, no. Does anybody on the trip have any construction experience? Uh, one guy did. Okay. Of how many? Uh, 15 or 20, however many went. Oh, okay, cool. Well, then, I mean, you know. But they were teaching 7%. the class. Don't you think that was effective? They're teaching a class of how to study the Bible to to area pastors. That would d- depend on whether or not I think studying the Bible is an effective thing that you should do. Well, see, this is the thing. It's all an underlying, like, disdain for it's everything. Not a, it's not a disdain for everything. It's just the fact that I don't... I, don't, I, th- I think that the modern-day... First world mission trip. You're going to a th- from America. You're going to the thir- third world, a third world country. It isn't about doing some good. Some of quasi third world. Like when you hear about kids going to Mexico, like that was why I was kind of pumped about ours because at least it was Africa. Because like mm-hmm. it, it, if I had a dollar for every kid that's told me they've been on a mission trip to Mexico, I wouldn't have money problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I could solve. I could just pay all my bills, but I don't. So that's well, why when we went to Africa, at least there was. We've had this discussion before on the show. We have. Uh, I, 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 I think it's all about stroking the ego for the people who go there, so that they can feel like they've done some good and they've they've contributed to um, society more than they've taken away from it. Which can't. I mean, no American can 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 contribute more than they've taken. From the third world. society, yeah. yeah. Uh, quick note, actually, world. about people just... Uh, By the time you're 18, you've taken so much that the, you could never... You could never repay yeah, it. Yeah, you've, you've <laughs> used so many resources and been so wasteful. Um, anyways, no, uh, a quick note, actually, this is an interesting premise. Have you seen any of this uh, ice bucket stuff that's been going around? Yeah, actually, I was looking at that, like, what is the ice bucket challenge? Uh, for, as I understand it, uh, it's for the disease ALS, which I'm not okay, sure what it is. Okay, then. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure even what the disease is. I thought it was like some sort of internet fad that like people were doing like, well, it like is. faith healing or like well, it's, planking. It's kind of like that, but it's it's so like if I were to challenge you, for example, to the ice bucket challenge, mm-hmm. you would have to within twenty four hours you would have to dump a bucket of ice water over your head. 
um, and donate ten dollars to to ALS, or uh, not do it and donate a hundred. Is what I'm told. Uh, that's that's what it's about and what it's for. But yeah. there's been a couple articles. Uh, the one headline I saw, I think, was Huffington Post, but it's. And this is something that I was saying as soon as I started, uh, as soon as I saw it pop, like popping up on my feed and stuff, like I was like, this is so pointless. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't actually raise any awareness of the disease. And because, because no one, I've watched a handful of these videos, even that, that personal friends of mine have done. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't actually raise any awareness because they don't really mention the disease at all. It's just a video of you dumping an ice, a cold ice bucket over your head and and then you you just kind of pass it on, and then oh, they're going to dump a bucket of ice water over their head in August. Yeah. By the way, which is like, and then you get to feel good about the fact that oh, well, you, you did your part, and even if you don't like donate any money, yeah, you you still feel like you've done so for raising awareness because you've raised awareness, right? No, we don't need to. Okay, I know cancer exists. <laughs> I don't be, need right. to be told about it. Right. I know that Lou Gehrig's de- disease. Exists uh-huh. and lupus and, and breast cancer yes. and all the others. Uh-huh. Right. I don't need to be right. Told Pe- people about, be dying. Yeah, we know. <laughs> right. Diseases are out there. Yeah. We don't. We don't need to be any more aware. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. If we were any more aware, we'd be. We wouldn't be able to function. <laughs> yeah. If we were any more aware, we'd spend all our time thinking about diseases. Right. But what we need is to actually do something about things. Right. Like it's not like, yeah, I don't want to make raise money for awareness for diseases. Yeah. I want to raise money for action for diseases. Yeah. And that's what, that's what it goes back straight back to the mission thing. We were just talking about the mission trips thing. Well, yeah, cause it's that's all, exactly what the iceberg no, challenge it's, is. It's, uh, I did this. And so I did my part in summer yeah. of 2014 yeah. for this disease. So that, I can feel good about myself because right. I've, I've contributed. Well, you, what, you know. and what have you contributed? You only, the only thing you did was add a few more megabytes of mindless drivel to this consciousness exactly. we call the internet. Exactly. That's yeah. all you've done. Ice bucket challenges. And why not, why not spend that time coming up with, uh, you know, filthy tweets instead? Yeah. Those are way more entertaining. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they are way more productive. But it, once again, it comes down to what's what's the theme of, of what's one of my themes for this show? Uh, emotional masturbation. Emotional masturbation. And, uh, that's exactly what this is. Uh, no, it is exactly. It's it, Precisely emotional masturbation. Yeah, it's all the ice bucket challenges. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's it's been it's it, really in the last forty eight hours for me, it's become really popular because I've got personal friends of mine doing it on, on Facebook and all this kind of stuff, and it's just, are you serious? I can't wait for someone to challenge me to it. I shouldn't say that online because I really don't want it to happen. But because I'm gonna, I'll, I'll make a video, but I'm, I want to link to like. The articles that say that it doesn't help anything at all, and 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 basically the stats that it doesn't really mean anything. Because yeah. that's all I'm going to do if someone challenges me to it. Here's the thing: I don't really care about pouring an ice bucket over my if head. If someone's like, "You want to do the ice bucket challenge?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll do the ice bucket challenge. Get the bucket of ice, mm-hmm. the water, get the water, yeah. get all ready yeah. to do it, and then just throw it in their face. Just dump it over their head. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem." Um, very helpful. And, well, and that goes back to, because you remember like uh, Lance Armstrong, you know, the Live Strong thing? Mm-hmm. And the other one, the biggest one is breast cancer. Like if, if seriously, if I had, if I had half of the money that people have asked me to donate or to, to pay for walks and runs and things for breast cancer, again, I, like I wouldn't have money problems. Mm. Like it just makes me wonder where all this research for cancer is going. Like as much money as we've put into breast cancer in the last eight years, five years, mm-hmm. eight years, 10 years, like we should have been able to solve this by now. Right. Is well, it really going to research? To- no, here's the thing. The Susan G. Komen foundation for a cure, which is the whole think pink and the thing that comes right. out and whatever. I think two thirds of that money has gone to more pink things. Like, <laughs> well, well, no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> number one. It's a, it's, it's merchandising and branding, uh-huh. but all the, all these companies that, Put out this, their merchandise right. as a pink and get the color. little pink logo on it and everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're giving a piece of that action to the Susan G. Komen Foundation, sure. But they, in turn, only give about forty five percent of what they take in mm-hmm. to actual breast cancer research, and the rest goes to the, the to the foundation. The rest goes back into the foundation to pay salaries, yeah, and basically take what should be a charitable organization and turn it into a, a business. A, yeah, a money-making empire. Yeah. Which, whenever it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, 
It's everywhere. You go to the grocery store, and it's just you're, oh, it totally you're assaulted is. by pink. I mean, cereals, people, shirts, uh, those little stickers, uh, the little magnets on cars with the little pink ribbon. I mean, mm-hmm. oh my god! It just it's. I think it's February. Is that what? It, maybe if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I don't know. And it's just it's just everywhere, man. Yeah. Like I mean, if we see, that's the problem. It's in February. If it were in like June or July, uh huh. And I don't. The boobies could be uh, out exactly. front and center. I knew where this was going. <laughs> but it's February. You got to cover them up because it's cold out. Like you don't right. want those boobies to get a cold. Right. Like on top of the cancer. Now it's gonna. Now the boobies are gonna get a cold. No. Now they're just dying of cancer with the bad cold. Yeah. It's just an uncomfortable death. Yeah. You, you should just give those boobies some weed and tell them to relax and just, wait till they fall off. What I'm thinking right now in my mind is like a pair of <laughs> lying on the couch, covered up with a blanket. Like just it's, it's like a stuffy nose, a stuffy nose, right? <laughs> Something on the TV, a b- open bag of lozenges, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, drinking some hot tea with lemon, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, Poor, I <laughs> have cancer and a cold. I've never yes. understood breast cancer awareness. I never have. Um, I like I'm aware of it. Like I know people are getting breast cancer, mm-hmm. but I don't. I mean, because to me. The ordinary person like me who, A, doesn't have any money to donate towards that sort, sort of thing. Like, how much how much more aware do I need to be? I'm as aware, I'm as, aware as I'm ever going to get, yeah. right? I know people are getting it. I know it's a disease that can kill people, right? Isn't that all I need to know? That's as, that's as aware as I ever need to be. Well, no, you need to... Unless I, unless I get okay, a million well, here, dollars. Here's the thing. Here's a, the thing about, quote-unquote, awareness. It's not about being aware. It's not about you actually having the... Like in in the awareness culture of America, right, okay, right, where everything is about you know awareness, this racial awareness, awareness yeah, or sensitivity awareness, awareness or, or some awareness of some disease or some yeah. uh, mental handicap or you know even like bipolar awareness, whatever. I don't care, right? Like it's it's all about guilting you into thinking that you can do something about it. Mm-hmm. Most of the times you can't. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Because unless because, you have a ton of money, well, that seemed really the only reason I was going to say, or something else. But that's it. Unless you have a ton of money, like you can't really. Well, it's a, it's a culture based on action through guilt. Like we never do anything because we think it's the right thing to do. But you still, even in America, though, the mm-hmm. only thing you can do is if, is if you have a ton of money. Yeah, With the, the, or some type of platform. The maybe. what the reason we do things is because a either we have to or b we got caught and now we have to. <laughs> yeah, no. So it's true. never doing something because that's. That thing is the right thing to do, like say, right? There's have always empathy some towards people, even if that consequence is guilt. Have empathy, like one of the things we need to do is have empathy towards people with a critical disease, right? Who are dying, but rather than you know, you see a person with cancer, and maybe you talk to them, maybe you crack a joke, maybe you make their day, maybe you get to know that person, right? Right? right rather than have a a a particular awareness of what that person is going through personally, mm-hmm. and maybe making a difference in their life. Just one person to another. Uh, oh, well, okay, no, uh, my groceries were bagged up in pink. Uh, G. Komen, Susan G. Komen. I wore uh, a pink shirt. Yeah. I've got the pink ribbon on my car. So, yeah. no, I'm all good. Thanks, yeah. though. Like, okay, on uh, on 5th Street and... Uh, Down here in St. Charles. Yeah, on, on, on 5th Charles and Boone's Lake. Yeah. Or 5th and Ameristar, there's that mobile station, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, the big one right next to Denny's. Uh, well, so when I I get off work, sometimes I'll go by there, grab a grab uh, a snack or grab an energy drink, drink or whatever, whatever right? just do whatever. Um, grab some beers or whatever. Yeah, I'll leave there. When I'm when I'm ringing up my get my order rang up, mm-hmm. the lady by behind the, the counter will always tell me my total, and she says, "Yes, would you like to?" It's the dollar for autism research. Yoke. Is it autism? I don't know. I always hear it too. Yeah, whenever I go. Would you in like there. to donate a dollar for autism research? No. Yeah. And she's like, would she basically trying to guilt you because you have people behind you uh-huh. who are in listening line, to what you're doing waiting on everything, right? Right. Right. Would you like to donate a dollar? And you think, oh, it's just a dollar, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And then she asks you if you'd like to donate your change. So they're trying to guilt you twice. Used to be in the good old days, they just ask you for your change. <laughs> just one level of guilt. Or ask you for like right. an extra dollar. Yeah. No. Okay. Now they're trying to actively guilt you. And yeah. so um, it was like maybe two, no, probably like one in the morning, leaving work. Went by there to to, to grab uh And the only people are in the gas station at one in the morning are those two people, leaving work or drunk. Yeah, pretty much. Or pretty getting much. beer. Right. Um, well, I was halfway between the two. 
<laughs> uh, I was leaving yeah. work and on ready to go get drunk. Um, but no, we, we I, I was standing there in line. There were there were about three people behind me. Uh-huh. She was ringing up my stuff, and she asked me that question: Would you like to donate a dollar for autism research? for autism research? Yeah. And I said, Nope. And she's like, Okay, your total is blah blah blah. Would you like to donate your change? I think it was like thirteen cents. Right. I said, Nope. <laughs> and the guy behind me was like, "Damn, man, that's cold." And I whipped around. I already of had course like, you I was did. already like three beers deep because I'd been drinking at work. Of I whipped you around. Did. Oh man, I was so. There's pissed. nothing. There's nothing to put Matt on his soapbox quicker than three beers in. <laughs> but but it wasn't just that. It was like I kind of not had the greatest day at work. Had it ended? Hadn't ended well. Like I think I was like that. I was so that one night I was so pissed at that one server I work with. Right. Um. So you whipped around. I with whipped. This guy. I whipped around yeah. with this guy. And yeah. I'm like face to face. I was like, who the f*** do they think they are? <laughs> First off, it's not about getting me to do something about autism. That's about guilting me into thinking I'm doing something about autism. Right. By, by initiating a, a, a point of sale guilt trip. Yeah. Not just once, but twice. Yeah. I said, do you know what actually happens with this money? <laughs> First off, mobile takes half. No, no joke. Anytime you have one of those one of yeah. those things where they're asking for an extra dollar yeah. or they're asking you for, for your change, change or whatever. Like, right. The place of business where that's that is happening going takes down, yeah. half off the top. Yeah. Half off the top. So really it's like a mob thing. Oh yeah. Like yeah. they're shaking you down. The business is taking half of what you you're just giving them money. All right. Okay? Right. You're giving them 50 cents uh-huh. so they can guilt trip you. That's what you're paying for a guilt trip. Okay? Right. No. I was like, my little brother's autistic. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. if I, I I know about autism, like if I want to do, if I want to, if I want to donate to autism, well, I know exactly right. like where to send my check. Where's you'll ever be? Yeah. of autism, right? <laughs> if I want to donate to autism, I know exactly. I told him, I, I know exactly where to send the check. It's not here. It's not these people. They're taking half, and then then half of the half of that that half is actually going to people with autism, right? Or for autism research. Yeah, like it has nothing to do with that. And okay. the rest goes to funding more programs like this. Like, yeah. Yeah. Plus, we know where autism comes from. It comes from mercury levels. It comes from the shitty food that we eat. And the shitty water Did you we say drink. all this to him? No. Not everything, but like uh, the, maybe the, like the first like, three or four lines. Yeah. And I was, I was like, no. As I'm walking out, I, I actually threw it over my shoulder. I'm like, you need to do your research, man. <laughs> One of those. Like, just, just the drunken, pompous asshole. Pretentious. Oh, I felt good about it though because I told those motherfuckers off. Well, good Sorry, you're gonna have to cut that out. I'm gonna have to cut a lot out. You swore quite a bit. No, that was the first. No, well, no. You said uh, you said who the f do they think they are, and then you said oh, then you said uh, that you said the word a few times. Did I? You did. God, I need to learn how to watch my filthy mouth. <laughs> yeah, you I'm do. Not, I didn't realize I'm doing it. Anyways, there's two things I want to talk about this episode. Only two. Because uh, okay. it is going to be a little bit shorter episode. You got to work. I got to work. We got about an hour. We're yeah, we got about an hour. But uh, but yeah, you got to work. I got to work. I actually didn't think it's a miracle. Uh, I switched my shift around today, uh, so we actually were able to get it in. If we hadn't, I don't think we would have been able to get it in. So praise Jesus for that, um, or praise Addison for switching his shift around. Uh, one of the, yeah, either one. Whoever yeah. you want to praise is fine there. Um, no, so two things I want to talk about. The first thing, obviously, I mean, this is this is pretty, you, know, you probably see this coming. Anybody that follows me on Twitter has seen uh, I'm, I pretty much stay up every night uh, and do like my Twitter vigil and retweet uh, basically people that are on the ground um, in Ferguson uh, with the the unrest. I Wait, think, which is also what, a really weird term. What's, uh, Ferguson. Yeah, what, what are, I uh, I haven't heard anything. What do you mean? Heard anything about what's going on in Ferguson? Ferguson, def- St. Louis, over here. Yeah, or yeah, or or Ferguson, um, up West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. Every night I stay up and I watch like the the, the handful of live feeds um, and retweet people, like I said, that are on the ground, and then sometimes um, offer my commentary. But um, there's a lot to cover, um, or. I guess a lot has happened in the last few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing, I'll say this before we start talking about it. One thing I don't want to talk about or get into, really, uh, other than some of these things have, have, have reached the... Don't say race. Don't say race. No, I'm not going to say race. Okay. We can totally talk about race, because that's... Oh, okay. All right. I hate people that are like, 
Well, it's not a race issue. No, no, no. It totally is a race issue for everyone involved. Mm, like, I don't think it's a race issue. It's an issue of race. I, I, I think we race well, factors I think, into it. But it's, well, I think people can't see it without race too. Is the most important thing, and that goes yeah, that goes that goes for white outsiders too, because everyone's looking at the area like, oh, these yeah, animals well. let them destroy their country. Like, blah, blah blah blah. Like, that's not the way to look at it either. Like, there's there's two sides to it, and and like I call on a lot of issues. I think both of them have a fair amount of wrong. But once again, it's it's a battle that the Imperial Stormtroopers have already won, like the Imperial government. And we can get into that in a second. But the one thing I didn't want to talk it. about is, so a lot of these, uh, supposedly, um, his statement, uh, the, the officer's statement, Officer Darren Wilson, which we got that news, you know, so it's this guy Darren Wilson. By the way, a local news channel, did you see this? They put his home address on, on one of their broadcasts. KSDK News Channel uh, Five, the local NBC affiliate. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw a little bit of that. That's um, insane to me. Like, how backwards does your newsroom have to run for you to do that in a situation like this? Um, yeah, that's like uh, what ham-fisted baboon is over there running their newscast. Like, are you kidding me? Well, who do I mean? Who doesn't think about that kind of thing? You know. But what? Do you, but I would think that'd like be the home address. But right? even if you're reporting on on that, uh, you know, or that's the news or whatever, like, why would you ever think that that information is okay to show? Yeah, I mean, we blur people's faces out of like surveillance video and stuff. Like, like, I don't know. I guess I just like it's the news. This is what you do twenty four seven. Like, you ought to know this by now, especially sure. with such a charged, heated incident as this. You know, with with I mean, when you have Black Panthers in the streets asking for the death of this individual, like. Maybe think twice, not only before you say anything about him, but before you put his home address on your broadcast. Anyways, shout out to KSDK for being the morons of the week. Seriously. Um, but no, the one thing I didn't want to talk about There's is... There's been a lot of morons this week. There have, but they've been the professional ones. But uh, I don't really want to talk about a lot of this news about the autopsy and what it shows or doesn't show. Because, for one, I don't necessarily believe it. Uh, 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 in terms of in terms of the facts of it, uh, yeah, it, we've seen some of it, but I don't think I don't think it's all we're going to see. I know there's two two more autopsies I think that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Number one and number two. All I've seen is one side post it and say, "Well, it means this," obviously, and the other side post it and say, "Well, it means that," obviously. Yeah. Which that's why I don't want to talk about it because to me it's like right now. Until the facts, facts are very clear. That's all. It, it that's all that information is right mm-hmm. now. Is is for one side or the other to say. Well, it means this, of course, because I've I've seen all of no, it. Well, you wouldn't think that that people would interpret facts based upon their own dogmatic positions. You wouldn't think. No, you wouldn't think that would ever happen. No, well, it rarely. I happens. mean, I mean, at all. It's rare. Well, I mean, it certainly never happened. I mean, it ha- might happen sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, like it never happened. Like it's never happened with like religion or anything or like politics. That. Or politics, right. or you know, or social injustices. Yeah, um, yeah. People never really interpret the facts according right. to their own previously held dogmatic beliefs, and not just taking the facts as they are. The, the, the right. facts, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, science does it all the time. Right. <laughs> um, that's why I hate science so much. Yep. Stupid science. Yep. They're Always got to be interpreting facts according to their own dogmatic beliefs. Anyways, that, anyway, no, no, that that's exactly that the was thing. the one thing I didn't um, want to talk about because that, it just that that's happened with with everything that we've that we've come out. Uh, you you hear a lot of you it, hear yeah. new, no no almost almost everything. You hear a a fact uh-huh. from the news, whatever it might from, be, right? Whatever source it is, but you you hear a fact and uh, like like the autopsy, uh-huh. like uh, eyewitness accounts, like some video or something. Uh, happened with the surveillance video of Mike Brown in the convenience store. That came out like which, three or by four the days way, ago. if we can say real quick, terrible decision for that to be released when it was. Yeah, probably absolutely terrible. Um, no reason the community needed to have that. I, I really think, and I'll say this too. Uh, so last night was the first. No, I was going to finish my thought, but go ahead. Well, no, please. No, okay, go ahead. No, anyway, anyway, everything about this Ferguson thing. Yeah, that when all the facts have come out instantly on Twitter, on Reddit, on every on everything, any social media, right, or opinion based media, everyone instantly is interpreting those facts according to what their viewpoint already was. Or where they want the situation to go. Well, everybody is saying, oh, you you hear the autopsy came out? Guess what? It confirms what I was already telling you. And somebody with a diametrically opposed viewpoint says the same thing yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Two seconds later, oh, guess, you, you didn't see this? Guess what? Of course, it, exactly yeah. what I said. Uh, his autopsy shows that he was uh, bum rushing the cop. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's you know oh it's off, the off, the autopsy shows that he was running away from the cop. Yeah. It it's. It's people are interpreting the facts in this case according to their what they want to believe. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's which wrong. Is, it's, it's not what you uh, No, it's classic American uh, ostrich sy- syndrome. Just stick your head in the sand and pretend like your viewpoint is correct, <laughs> and like the facts support your viewpoint, are no you matter what your viewpoint on, is. Are you saying like, we do that on a lot a, of things? Well, I mean, we certainly don't do it with like say Ken Ham and creationism in this country, or religion, or, or politics. Or, yeah, or, you know, yeah. Or any of the social issues that pop up from time to time, yeah. like abortion or uh, or or birth control, mm-hmm. contraceptives, or health care, or guns, mm-hmm. or yeah, Ken none, Ham, of, none of those things. Ken Ham is the worst about it though, because he's like, I'm just gonna whoop, boop, sticks his head in the sand. <laughs> nope, the Bible confirms the Bible. <laughs> Historical facts from the Bible have confirmed that the, uni- the universe is six thousand years old, and the Bible is the Bible. The Bible. Um, <laughs> head in the sand. Yeah, yeah, and head in the sand. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, th- but th- that that's exactly what it is. It's this syndrome. I don't know what to call it. Of where, no matter how, what facts you see and how they ref- how you they should be interpreted, they back up your quote unquote. You viewpoint. always interpret them so that it backs yeah. up your own argument. Like it's it. it... I, and then even because I was watching uh, last night, I was watching the feed again, and I was only watching one. Uh, two nights before that, I was watching four at a time. But but last night I was only watching one, and that was uh, Tim Poole, I think his name is, uh, from Vice News. Uh, they had a feet, they have a feet on the ground, and um, he's pretty good. His commentary is pretty good. Uh, he seems to you know know what's going on. But that's the one I was watching, and so it was on YouTube. There's where this live feed where they were hosting their live feed, and it's uh, it was interesting to me because they have a scrolling update of the comments as they come in right just you could just sit in there and the comments are scrolling by and even there with what you can see is going on and and from what i understand and what i saw even from the feed was uh last night it was all very peaceful it was all very there's no curfew you can stay out as late as you want the police were saying that that kind of thing and then i think there was one fight which wasn't even related to like it wasn't between uh, citizens and police. It was a couple of citizens that I guess got into a fist fight or whatever. Yeah, uh, and they got arrested, and then a couple other people got arrested or detained or or whatever. Uh, but but even, and even after that, it was largely peaceful or whatever. But everybody online, like as soon as anything just happens on camera, you instantly see far far one viewpoint and far far the other. Like as mm. soon as anything starts happening, like you have people that are like, f. The N words like you should kill all blacks. Yeah, and then and then the next comment is like is like this is the people rising up. Why don't you kill the police and slit their dogs' throats? <laughs> like just just instantly, instantly one extreme viewpoint after the other extreme viewpoint, and it's yeah. like so. And granted, a handful of those are probably just you know kids sitting home like <laughs> you screwed. You know, like <laughs> racial Not slurs. So much. I don't think so. Well, I think a, I think a portion of them are sure. Sure. I think I think, but it's yeah. a little scary that the number, like any any time anything would happen, or he would say anything, or he's like, "Here's what I see," or they're saying this over the loudspeaker now. You know, it's just like just hundreds of comments yeah. just flutter in all of those two extreme viewpoints. Yeah, <laughs> like he, no one's like, no, like no one's like, stay safe and uh, thank you for bringing us this news. And uh, well, some people and, are. Oh, not that I saw. <laughs> like it's all just you know, kill maim. Uh, one guy kept posting because uh, the, the protesters kept saying, "Hands up, don't shoot." That's been this whole thing. Uh, and one guy kept saying, just in all caps, pants up, don't loot, <laughs> the whole time. And it's like, well, there hasn't really been that much looting since the very first night. Like, it's all been it's all been yeah, whether or not has. people are going to get to protest or whatever, you know. Um, but mostly it's been, yeah, just a couple of instigators just trying to get away with it. Yeah. When the heat of the moment, Which actually, when he, distracted. Here's the question. And if you listen to the show, I'd like to hear your viewpoint on this on Twitter or whatever. And this is what I'm asking you, Matt, because even this, uh, not last night, but the night before last, uh, the the police released details of the people that were arrested. Mm-hmm. And I, it was something like it was 90 something were not from Ferguson. Yeah. OK, so at this point. I saw that too last night. Exactly. So at this point, I think law enforcement and or anyone watching the situation, it's clear to see that the community of Ferguson wants to just be able to they, they want the rights to assemble and the right to free speech mm-hmm. okay which 
even if you listen to the governor and whoever else, like, you know, or, or people overseas, like that's, that's kind of a, a big issue here. Um, but then on the flip side, there are these people who are clearly in there to stir things up and start violent, you know, lawless behavior. So what's the answer then? Uh, the answer was sh- last week. What should have happened is people should have stayed in their own hometowns, let Ferguson pick it quietly outside of the police department. If you're from Chicago or, Texas or, or from or Texas or from wherever, or from L.A. or Colorado, right. Right. Um, you should have stayed in your own hometown, gone out front of your local police station mm-hmm. and picketed them. If you have everyone in the country or at least say 10% of the people in the country, standing outside of the police department of their own hometown. Law enforcement, yeah. uh, 24 hours a day. Uh, Do that for about a week, and you might see some change in this country. But when you have everybody glob on and jump on a a bandwagon because, oh, hey, you might get your face on the news Mm -hmm. or on a Vine or on a Twitter video. (laughs) That's my goal, get my face on a Vine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You might be on a viral Snapchat. Um (laughs) A lot. Can you have a viral Snapchat? I don't think so because it, it disappears after you watch it. Oh, I don't think number one they disappear. Well, yeah, there's some and they're out debate there as somewhere. to whether <laughs> they're out there somewhere. Perhaps in a great NSA database. But <laughs> here's the thing: if if you want Stay to if you wanted to affect real go. change, you would uh, you'd pick it outside your law enforcement offices offices in your hometown. Yeah, and uh, or write letters to. People no, of power or whatever. No, you don't write a letter. You don't. You know what what happens to your letters? Well, there's letters petitions you, and things. I'm no, just saying there's other things. happens to your letters when they... Speaking of petitions, we're going to talk about that. But you know what happens <laughs> to letters you send to politicians? They send you the canned response and then file it in Cabinet 13? No. An intern who isn't getting paid sends you a canned response, a form letter, mm-hmm. and then they file it in a box known as the trash. <laughs> well, that's what Cabinet 13 is. And then that that's it. Doesn't yeah. doesn't do any good. Your congressperson doesn't read it. Nobody reads it. But he signed the letter he sent back, Matt, so that's not true. No, he didn't. <laughs> the look uh, on Matt's face there was priceless. Speaking of speaking of petitions. Okay. Cuz I I was on Reddit and someone was like, "We need to create uh I've created a uh, <laughs> It was a posting that said, mm-hmm. I've created a WhiteHouse.gov petition Ugh. about law enforcement cameras. I don't, like... Oh, I mean, if you have a point, but I have a point to this. I just think they're pointless. Uh, <laughs> That's well, what I think White House petitions are. <coughs> Only one like, of them... I don't them... think President Barack Obama gets up in the morning and is like, oh, let's, let's check the petitions and see which ones have the most signatures. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> I doubt he gets briefed on that once a month. First off, that like, looked like that looked and sounded like you the way just the way you hunched over in the hand movements. Uh-huh. It looked and sounded like John Cusack playing a bad guy. Well, I just don't think like he gets up and gives two smooth farts in the wind what the petitions on WhiteHouse.gov are doing these no days. No one does, uh, except for the people who are putting those petitions up there. But, but do you know there's the president only, probably checks Reddit only, before he checks only that. Been, there has only been like three or four. Of those White House dugout petitions mm-hmm. that have actually gone to President Obama's desk or to, like, and even then the it's House just a stupid response, like, and none of them have ever passed. Yeah. Um. But here's here's what instantly th- popped up in my mind when I saw that. Like number one, this isn't going a White House dugout petition is not going to do anything, right? And number two, what did what did the whole whitehouse.gov thing great idea right give people and sure. give people a voice face value. to yeah. actually create a, a law that if enough people like then you know you have yeah okay good idea what, what's what, what was one of the first things that we did with it somebody gave us a, a great tool I remember to this. to and the White organize House and assemble ourselves are you thinking of the one i'm thinking well, of yeah but well, hold on they gave us a great opportunity to organize and set, assemble amongst ourselves to come up with an idea to submit it to change things that we care about Vote on it, yeah, and and push it and towards. It. Yeah. towards so they were based towards the desk of the highest office in the they nation. They were giving us the opportunity to draft our own influence legislation, policy. right, and influence and make our own policies in Washington. Mm-hmm. And what did we do mm-hmm. with it? What was the fir- one of the first things we the did with very that? Very first petition action? that I saw that made headlines that had enough was, signatures was yes was a petition to uh, for the United States to build a Death Star. 
Not the one I was thinking of, but that just reiterates my point. Well, that's the one. That's the one that I remember. Like two years ago, every like I'm like, what is this White yeah. House? Like a White House petition to build a Death Star has a hundred thousand signatures, and I'm like, you know, you know the the what's the one you're thinking of though? Because I know there's been numerous. Well, the, the biggest one. What I don't the one with the most signatures. I thought it was the Death Star. Deport but... Beeper. Deport Beeper has the most signatures oh, yeah. in WhiteHouse.gov. <laughs> like what? Like instantly, what did we do with it? Like we made it into a joke, right? We started trolling with the Death Star. Like, oh, Justin let's build Bieber. a Death Star and just deport Justin Bieber. Well, who gives two flying fucks about Justin fucking Bieber? <laughs> I don't. Selena Gomez, that's who, man. No, she doesn't. Uh, well, clearly, I know they've been off and on for months now. It's just I don't know who that is. That's his girlfriend, the pop star. She was in Spring Breakers with James Franco. I don't Weird movie, by the way. No, I don't know. Yeah, I'm delving into... I, I might as well be speaking, like... You're speaking Turkish Farsi to me right, right now. now. Yeah. Like, Some sort of obscure Disney Channel dialect. <laughs> Matt has no clue what I'm, what I'm saying here. Uh, anyways. No, I know who Selena Gomez is. She looks like she smells a fart. She has this weird scrunch face <laughs> that I want to punch. She is not an attractive person to me. What if she had like 40 extra pounds and more glasses? No, it's just like everything on her face is too small. Like everything looks like it's been molded by some <laughs> Japanese pervert in his basement. He's like, let me make my my ultimate anime girl. Or like it's like he's trying to like he's trying to trying to make his anime girl come to life. And it's like he mates. And he makes mates this, Linda Gomez as yeah. a trial run. Um, it's like a bad character uh, generator for an RPG. It's just, yeah, How? the faces never come out right. Nerd-dumb. Anyways, uh, anything else on the Ferguson thing? I, I will say I will say this, in terms of the news. we got to talk about it some more. You think so? Oh, yeah, we got to get awareness out there, Addison. Ferguson we awareness. Have, that's the title of this episode, yeah. Ferguson awareness. But that's a good point. Like Raising you, awareness right, for Ferguson. Well, right hey, now, hey, guys, have you heard about this thing, Ferguson? I just want to make sure everybody's out there is aware. You and would now be hard-pressed to find that somebody I've, who hasn't heard of it. Now that I've made people aware, I feel like I've done my job. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I've contributed something positive to society. Yeah. Anyways. I uh, deserve a treat. <laughs> you do deserve a treat. Now, the only other thing I was going to say was... Uh, oh, fucking dog. I deserve a treat. <laughs> um, in terms of the actual news, last night was the first night that it seemed that there was... Re- Relative peace. Uh, I started yeah. watching the feed around twelve thirty one o'clock. I want to say, and what I had seen was that because apparently, you know, President or President Nixon, uh, Nixon, the governor of Missouri, Governor Nixon, yeah, called in uh, uh, the National Guard. But apparently, they're only there to guard buildings. Because when I first saw it, I was like, "Great, they're just you, like you, you thought police were like not kicking people on cameras. Like, just wait till we get the National Guard in there. That's not going to mm-hmm. go well." But apparently, they're only in there really to just kind of run like. Uh, Central Command and protect buildings. Because, yeah, they don't know what they're doing in a fight. I mean, I'm sure if we're... If it One was... weekend a month, two weekends a year. <laughs> yeah. You two can join the National Guard and keep your 40-hour-a-week job. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Yeah, because it doesn't know exactly what the, the weekend warriors, they go... They, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. people who go play military on the weekend. And I, I know like, that's an oversimplification of it, and it is sort of insulting, because most people in the National Guard have well, had some military Well, they're the ones that get called up for hurricanes and stuff. Like yeah, but but it's the thing. It's it's for national emergencies that are non-combat national. I mean, I think if you if you wanted to take Guard like if you wanted for. to take like a Ron Paul drastic libertarian uh, view, like well, that's what I was about to say. Like in, the National in, in Guard, my opinion, National Guard is really all you need. Yeah, like yeah. you because you, you have a nice little that's a state militia, l- largely just citizens, and then that's what they do. Well, it's a national militia, but well, right, but then but then they you know they get pulled up like I said of, for hurricanes or for for specific events yeah. like that's. It's not really a militia because they still the chain of command is still goes the National the military, Guard and the right. Missouri State National Guard, and so like it's still. But it's more of a militia than a full time, you know, no, military person. No, it's, it's it's the same. But 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 what I'm saying is that what they do on a day to day basis and what they get called to do is not generally speaking. Well, no, it's not combat. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. So that's that. That's why if you're going to take a drastic. Uh, libertarian viewpoint, like let's get rid of everybody but the National Guard, and then a small, like, like, like take like f- the five hundred best people in the Air Force, the Army, and and uh, and uh, uh, the Navy, like the five hundred absolute best people, 
between combat and generals and everything, mm-hmm. fire everyone else. Sure. Or give them a position in the National Guard that lasts like three years and then they get like two years severance. Okay. Okay. Take the 500 best and say, look, guys, get them all in one room. Say, look, guys, you're the best of the best. Best in your class, the best, the best everything. Best generals, best minds. Yeah. Best policy, you're, best tactics. You're the best around. Nothing's ever going to keep you down. Right. It's your job to protect the United States. Mm-hmm. You're all going to get paid $55,000 a year with full benefits for you and your families. Mm-hmm. That's your job. Mm-hmm. You report to the president, who who obviously is the, the commander-in-chief yeah. for the United States, and uh, and have a nice day. But who would run all our military bases all around the world? Oh, uh, heavens to Murgatroyd. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have people sitting who in would, Afghanistan tugging their pud. And who would control our, our 200? Reddit. Who would control our 200-plus military bases we like, have around the world? Are you kidding world? me? That's the point. The point of that whole, that whole exercise in thought is that we wouldn't have people in those places all over the world. Yeah. Who would make sure that Israel gets the $4 billion we give them every year in, quote-unquote, aid... Or the aid that goes anywhere else across the yeah. globe. Yeah. Who would make sure that Israel gets all that money that we give them every year for military supplies? Who would make sure that they get it? They need it. See, I think they don't have enough military. Here's over a quick there, thought, Addison. though. Here's a quick thought. If we pulled aid from everybody at the same time, like if we if we pulled aid from like just Israel, for example, mm-hmm. um, then Israel would be like, "What the hell? You're still giving aid to these other oil laden countries." If we pulled a- aid from those oil laden countries, then Israel or th- then they would be like. What the hell? You're still giving aid to Israel? Mm-hmm. But look at this. If we pull aid from everybody at the same time, then no one can say, well, you're still giving aid to... Everyone would just be like, well, damn it, where's our pallets of rice and stuff? <laughs> like, but it's hush money, man. It's not aid. It's hush money. Well, stop spending it anyways. It's not, you have Who to cares? <coughs> so here's the thing. A bully comes down. Mobster comes down. And he comes down to your business that's on the street that he controls. And he says, hey... Hey, this belongs to me now. The street corner is mine. Yeah. And right. you have to give him protection money, right? Yeah. With America, it's, it's kind of the reverse because they're the mobster that runs the world. Mm-hmm. They control everything. Mm-hmm. And they say, Hey. Hey. Let me do whatever the hell I want. Here's some money. In this part of the corner. Yeah. yeah and, in this and part you, of in your world. country. Yeah. I'm going to come in and I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Right. I keep having to stop myself from saying it. <laughs> I know. It's on the tip of your tongue. It's like the fourth F-bomb I've stopped. Must say profanity. Ah! Well, you've already said like four of them. Like your quota for the show was done, according to your contract. Because you're supposed to be the edgy one. Well, I, only, I, only, I, like, I only get like one or two naughty words. Well, but I just mean in terms of back scratch and ball sack, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I, I'm like the serious one who's like, look at this news story and then yeah. you're like, ha fart sounds. Like, yeah. That's <laughs> Rape joke. Ha ha. Hey-o. <laughs> like, the, the, you're, you're the guy writing um, the boner sounds and stuff. <laughs> I completely forgot what I was going to say. Oh, no, no. Uh, the boner sound distracted you. But no, uh, America gives <laughs> country's money so that we can do whatever whatever we we want want in their country like that's why we give it's not aid it united nations sanctioned aid it's it's reverse protection money did you see that the secretary Secretary general of the united nations had a comment on ferguson really yeah who ban ki-moon i thought that was so goddamn embarrassing is it ban ki-moon i don't know i don't know i didn't even hear there's a blurb on the radio which who listens to that anymore? But it was it was so goddamn embarrassing. Like in my soul, when I heard it on the radio as a St. Louisan, I was like, "The United Nations is making a comment." Amnesty International is on the ground in Ferguson. Like it's insane. Like they're not even in, in Israel, and yet they're in Ferguson, Missouri. Well, I mean, Israel Israel has blocked Amnesty International. Well, I, be that as it may, yeah. but it just it. It was really embarrassing to hear a United Nations person's comments on Ferguson, Missouri, and about how the people of the the people's right to assemble and right to peacefully protest should be respected. Like, yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, anyways, I, I don't really have a whole lot more to say about Ferguson. It seems that there's it, well, what I was going to say was there's some different tactics that are that have been in place. Um, I think the night before last, they were kind of like, let the crowd do what they want. 
rush in and arrest the troublemakers mm-hmm. when when agitation starts or when there's lawlessness or whatever whatever you know throwing things um last night it seemed to be that and then around twelve thirty one o'clock like i said i was following the vice newscast and they were kind of herding everyone into like a big open lot that had lights on it and basically saying like you can be out here all night there's no curfew you can protest your right to assemble and here's a well-lit area where where you can do it which on one hand, sounds a little concentration camp esque, in yeah. terms of like let's all go here where the law enforcement can keep an eye on you. But on the flip side, with what's been going on, I won't say it's the worst tactic in the world because you're you're still saying, well, your right to peacefully assemble and protest is 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 protected, but we want to make sure that people aren't getting hurt. And sure. and, and I think I think at least the higher ups in law enforcement are thinking to themselves like, hey guys. Um, we should probably stop arresting journalists by mistake. Um, number one, because that makes us look really bad. I don't think it was by mistake. And number and number two, um, we we really need to stop gassing kids uh, by mistake because it's just like there's no reason again not a mistake know. that they were doing that. We look like <laughs> when we do that. Yeah. Okay. So from now on, let's really just let's just not use the gas as much as possible, please. Okay. Are we good, guys? All right. Okay. Good. Like, I really think yeah. that's how it went. Because uh, law enforcement's not stupid. Like, they know they know what they look like I to the know. whole world. I don't know. It's a bunch of C students running around, bro. Yeah, but think about it. Like, do you know what law enforcement looks like to the globe when you have families talking about being gassed, when you have journalists being arrested? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the main. Pr- that's why. That's where you get things like the UN saying something and yeah. Amnesty International. Sure. Like, that's. Sure. That's not good, bro. Like that's. Uh, I saw this one thing on Twitter. Somebody had posted a picture of these, these five men and one woman. But the woman was dressed normally. But the five men were all they're they're from Tibet. And they're Tibetan, oh, the Tibetan monks. monks. I saw that. Yeah. Which first off, no. Uh, second off, first off, they come into America trying to spread a message of peace. That's great. I mean, if that's what they want to do, fine. Yeah. Um, We're all about peace. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it would have been better if they would have chosen to uh, give an extra dollar um, to the Help America Fund at their fund local at convenience their, store. At their local 7-Eleven yeah. there yeah. in Tibet. They shouldn't have blown that That would have done much, much, much more good. Right. But <laughs> then I'm like, what if this is just like, what if this is just like, like seven people from China who are like, you know what we should do? Should dress up like, like right. Tibetan monks, or some guys from like from Nashville who are just like, yeah, like we all have the same skin tone. Like, let's shave our heads, yeah, and <laughs> let's go up to Ferguson, uh-huh. and this will this will make all a look, huge we all splash. Look, right. Yeah, we we look vaguely Middle Asian, so <laughs> right. Let yeah, let's you, guys go down. We'll get some maroon sheets. Mm-hmm. We'll all put them on. Yeah. This, this will be hilarious. We'll bros. pretend like we're, we're Tibetan monks, and we'll we'll. Because you, you, you know, you know that they've been given money, too. Like, as much as they're, like, trying to spread the message of peace, there's some white guilt, guilty white person. Because I think they were, like, in Westport Plaza. No, not Westport Plaza, but they were, like, in like West County Center or something like that. They weren't even in Ferguson. They were, like, in... in uh, like yeah. a mall or something? or I, Like, you know, like they were hanging around, like, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, 27044 Exchange. <sighs> Or well, uh, come on, Matt. Do you really think uh, the peaceful people of Tibet are going to go to war-torn Ferguson? Like, right, no, they're yeah. going to go to they're going to go to West County, where where all the money's floating around, where they can yeah. they can ride in Audis. Um, okay, and and buy their Prada yeah. bags and their their Ray Bans. Like, here's here's my last here's my last word on Ferguson. Um, what you what you have is is Nelly was there last night too. I don't know if you saw yeah. that. There's so many people who are angry about so many different things. Yeah, no one understands and knows how to express their anger correctly, or give half a thought to the other side, or even think about why they're angry. They just know that they're angry for some reason. Yep. But they've Absolutely. had twenty five years of being sold by the hip hop culture, and to me, the hip hop culture in this this country is entirely to blame for this situation. One hundred percent. That's the old. If, if I'm Certainly pointing, if I'm pointing fingers, I'm pointing fingers at Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Eminem, I'm I'm po- I'm pointing fingers at uh, at at, sh- at uh, Suge Knight. Um, I'm pointing. Talib f- Kweli. No, uh, not him. Uh, Jay Z. I'm pointing fingers at Jay Z 
at Beyonce, at Kanye West, at Biggie Smalls, at NWA, mm-hmm. at all these all these all these rappers who for their entire careers they've made money on promoting violence. Fifty Cent, right? Yeah. They've been made money on promoting from perpetuating violence, the idea that violence perpetuating is the, the idea that the only thing in life that matters and especially in the past five years, you have rappers who the only thing in life that matters is making money, having sex with with, and getting what you want. That's I mean, you pretty much define what matters in my life, man. Um, that's th- those I'm, I'm those kidding, things have way. nothing to do with a life well lived. Yeah, and have nothing to do with uh with with taking care of your community or modern, the modern society. Um. Like, you want to talk about young black men right now in the, in the streets, like rioting over the their how their communities have fallen. Mm-hmm. Yet, with their what do they do with their free time? Mm-hmm. They read uh, XXL magazine, watch BLT, mm-hmm. BLT, BET. <laughs> I could go for a nice BLT right now. I could watch. Uh, it. Sh- I could watch a BLT all day, bro. Oh, I totally could. I make a BLT at work with like this wheat berry bread that we have, mm-hmm. and then the, the, we got real bacon now. So, and it's just it's so good. The bacon, lettuce, tomato with just a little bit of mayonnaise on it, maybe a slice of uh, Colby Jack if yeah. you're if you're in the mood for that sort of thing. So good. Yeah, I think I'm gonna make a BLT when I get to work this yeah. afternoon. Anyways, continue. But it goes back to to <laughs> one of the larger points I've made on this show before, which I believe that entertainment in this country. Specifically in this country, but entertainment worldwide, but sends a message. Specifically, Hollywood entertainment has only made us dumber. It's only made <laughs> yeah. us more frustrated. Yeah, it's only made us and given us more non-answers. Yeah, under the guise of answers. Yeah. Um, because every time you listen, you listen to a song, you're taking that message in, whether you whether you know it consciously or subliminally. You're still taking in some sort of message from that song, and it's telling you something. Yeah, and you you're coming under the influence of it, whether you you believe that, you know, wh- whether you believe you are or not. Are you saying I should throw out my Dr. Dre mixtapes, Matt? I don't. Th- I I I don't. I don't know. What do you think you should do with them? Well, first of all, I should probably switch to MP3s. Yeah. First <laughs> off, when you talk about rap music, I like rap music. Right, I, we both I do. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But my rap music is uh is uh Tupac Shakur. Um my rap music is who who was act, eh, kind of kind of violent too, but my rap music is Talib Kweli, like you said before, is mm-hmm. Mos Def. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 rap music for people who want to use their mind, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you I, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, but but then I don't listen to that much rap anyway because well, I think it some of that other rap uses like me. maybe a, a character study of of that, that yeah. mindset or whatever. But but no, you're right. You you really are. It's 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 a and not only that, but to play devil's advocate and to just cast the blame uh, on the other side as yeah. well. Uh, white people here, particularly in the Midwest, you know, we talked a little bit about St. Louis last time and about how wildly weirdly divided it is when we have no reason to be really you know um but but we're just as much at fault like if if i had a dollar for every time on facebook or twitter i've seen in the last week you know some white person uh calling calling these riots or these protest animals uh or saying if they want to burn their city to the ground let them things like that um that's that's not the answer either and and we have perpetuated the stereotype that this is how black communities are and that and that you don't go there as a result of that that it's just a cycle now and it's and it's a circle of white communities view black communities that way black communities do that and and I say black but poverty and things like that those communities do that because because that's the only answer they have and that's they've got 30 years of culture behind them and we do the same thing we've got the 30 years of culture behind us too like the exact sure. same, the exact sure. same circle, and so nothing ever gets any better because a situation like this only makes it worse for everybody. Yeah. So anyway, that's um, Ferguson, Missouri. I, I mean, I don't. But I, I I don't want to be just picking on on black music because I felt like I was a little bit. Yeah. But um, you when you're when you're you're sold a message of anger and selfishness. Yeah. For twenty five, thirty years. Let's say twenty five, twenty years. Okay. Since the 90s. 
when you've been sold that your entire life like what what are the response do people expect you to have when something like this happens and when you get ang- and all of a sudden it's what what do we see anger and selfishness yeah. we see looting at a quick trip burn it down mm-hmm. uh you, you see them anger rioting in the streets protesting like it's no one knows how to properly go about discussing talking about affecting real change in in their communities because all the they've been sold an anger of uh, or sold a message of, of anger and selfishness yeah. and it's no different than what white people and I'm, I'm not pinning this on rap music it's it's almost all music okay uh pop music is is sold when you listen to pop music you're being sold um a message of vanity and selfishness okay pop music the queen of pop music is kim kardashian Never probably, I don't think she's ever recorded a song in her life. Right. But she typifies and represents more than any other pop musician what pop music is about. Yeah. Vanity and selfishness. Country music yeah. is about laziness and selfishness. <laughs> it, yeah. Country music is party frat music now. Country yeah. music is not country. It's party frat music. It's about it's about having a and good there's time. There's more sex in country being, music than there used to be in the last five years. I don't. I mean, I don't really follow it, but sex and pop, sex and 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 and, and music have gone together. Yes, but for but country used to be the one that like if your parents wouldn't let you let you listen to any popular music, you could probably get by with country because it was cleaner. And now, like in the last five years, it's mm-hmm. way not the case. It's always it's always been pretty sultry. <laughs> yeah, but. The, it seems now country music is pretty much just as much about hooking up as popular music or pop music. Anyways, that's just yeah, my it's own point, kind of always been like that. But, but, um, yeah, from like Toby Keith, yeah. it's all it's party music. Like Toby Keith is is Dave Matthews in a Stetson. <laughs> that's what Toby Keith is, and it, it's like friggin' Red Solo Cup. Like it's it. What is it? It's about partying and selfishness. Drinking, it's it's right. like it's. To me, almost all music is selling you a message that is so short-sighted. Yeah. It's party and have a good time. And even a lot of indie bands and or a lot of, like, quote-unquote hip bands or or bands that you're supposed to think are good, um, it's the same thing. Like, you go to Coachella mm-hmm. or Lollapalooza, and it's no one there is there because they're hardcore music fans, okay? Mm-hmm. They're there. For the ecstasy. Be- because they can party there. Yeah. They're there at a party. Yeah. It was funny because... <coughs> I did sound... ecstasy the other day. Are you serious? Yeah, I did Somali. Oh, my God. Anyways. I love I, drugs. I love drugs. I know. I, I love drug. I love drug. Matt, are you just saying that you love drug because you see the drug, or do you actually love drug? I love drug. I love drug. <laughs> no, uh, it was so funny to me that... Nelly was down there in the streets of Ferguson, and uh, there was some. You but can, then, but then, drugs on, promote on, selfishness too. I mean, I'm selfish for doing drugs. That's yeah, hold on. So he 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 is on a megaphone, and you can find it. Uh, I believe it was on the news. You can find it on Twitter. Like it's all over the place where he was saying this into this megaphone. Uh, essentially, it's a paraphrase. But you're outgunned. You're outmanned. Your voice needs to be heard. But but this is not the way to do it. Go home. That was that was the message. That was his message. A rapper and musician from St. Louis, whose music I enjoy. Who is this now? Nelly. Nelly? Oh. One of his one of his most popular songs, "Country Grammar," the chorus. I don't know if you're familiar. I'm going down, down, baby. Your street in a Range Rover, street sweeper, baby, cocked and ready to let it go. It's the lyrics of one of his most popular songs. Maybe he's just talking songs. about his penis. I suppose there's a small possibility that. He's referring to his genitalia. No, he's talking about driving a Range Rover with a loaded gun. Exactly. So he's part of the problem, too. <laughs> that, that was because I appreciate him going down there to uh, help the community or whatever. Mm-hmm. God bless him. That's great. <laughs> but in the back of my mind, as I was watching that, I was thinking, really? Because that doesn't really sound like the message that we hear on your albums. But he would never, he time. would never have sold any of those albums without that message. Like you exactly. have to have an image. It's all about image. And that's another thing that you, we, we, that people don't realize about their pop idols and their music idols is that these people have no interest in being truthful with you they have at no all. Interest in the dollar. Yeah, they don't. They don't, it from from from. That's seriously, why they. That's why they shack up with the Illuminati. Yeah, from Miley Cyrus to Lady Gaga to Toby Keith to Dr. Dre 
to f***ing Mumford and Sons, okay? They, I'm sorry, it happened again. They, <clears throat> so much editing for this. I know, so it's, I'm going to have to do the whole thing. Tonight. They have no personal interest yeah. in, in in what you well, are doing. Well, they have a personal interest, and it's their bank account. But they have no, they have, personal they have, they have no interest in what you do, in you right. or how you feel about what they do. Right. Like, or even in the music that they make. That's why it's no big deal. And, and you know, they only they're making a certain type of music to sell. That's, not that's not why it's because no big they're deal passionate about it. When the biggest headline of the week is, you know, Lady Gaga's ass slipped out at a concert, like because because her name is in a headline. Yeah, that's all that means. Yeah, like Miley Cyrus just. Miley Cyrus isn't like really passionate about like being naked on top of wrecking balls, <laughs> right? That's not that's her. just what's going to sell her records and get her name out there, right? Exactly. Fantastic song and video, by the way. But anyways, um, <laughs> you have a look at your. What are the like, lyrics to that song? I don't even know. Uh, I came. Uh, let's see. I came in like a wrecking ball. I never hit so hard at love. Um, we played it the one time on the on the show. Just to piss you off. That's yeah. the only reason I did it. Yeah, that's the beginning of the course. Uh, I, I came in like a wrecking ball. I never hit so hard at all. No, well, um, I never I never hit so hard at love. Um, uh, I'm, I'm really high on ecstasy. I think so. No. Um, uh, here, hold on. Let's see. I came in like a wrecking ball. Yeah, I just closed my eyes and swung. Left me crashing in a blazing fall. All you ever did was wreck me. Um I came in like a wrecking ball. I never hit so hard at love. All I wanted was to break your walls. All you ever did was wreck me. So the wrecking ball is getting wrecked? Great analogy, Miley. Way to go. <laughs> Let's move on. This She's a wrecking ball who's getting wrecked. Um. Anyways, this next story, which we'll wrap up on. We're yeah. going to get running here. We're almost done. But uh, next story, last story. Matt's favorite story of the week. I guarantee it. <laughs> If you, you may have seen this yet. The story that I pulled... Shoot, I don't even know where this is from. But it's all over. You can find it all over. I'm going to read the headline. Grand jury indicts Perry over integrity unit veto. Mm. A grand jury indicted, indicted Governor Rick Perry on Friday on two felony counts, alleging he abused his power by threatening to veto funding for the state's anti-corruption prosecutors unless Travis County District Attorney Rosemary Lindbergh what a Texas name. Rosemary Lindbergh, who had pleaded guilty to drunk driving, stepped down from office. The first, she's a Democrat. The first count returned from a grand jury. Abuse of official capacity is a first-degree felony with a potential penalty of 5 to 99 years in prison. The second count, correction of a public coercion of a public servant, is a third-degree felony with a penalty of 2 to 10 years. Perry's legal counsel, Mary Ann Wiley, said Perry would vigorously fight the charges. I think she's the highest-ranked Republican. Or the highest ranked, one of the highest ranked Democrats in the state of Texas. This legal counsel, or the oh, this other the the lady, the Rosemary, whatever her name is, um, Travis County District Attorney Rosemary Lindbergh, who pleaded guilty to drunk driving. Yes, basically yeah. what he was trying to he was trying to strong arm her into stepping either down. Either you, like. you, yeah, you step down, or I'm going to remove all the funding. She refused to. He removed the funding, and essentially the place. Shut down. Mm-hmm. Basically, his strategy was: I'm going to remove the funding. It's going to shut down. Then we leave it down for a month. We start it back up again, and we can appoint whoever we want. After a certain time, with it being shut down, if it starts back up again, uh, the the governor gets to appoint whoever he wants to those positions. Which means he basically he fills those spots with who he wants with with Republicans instead of Democrats. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's, that was the whole thing. It was a it was but about squeezing that Democrats this out sounds of the, like. the state of Texas. What There's something it? that this vaguely sounds like, uh, and that's politics. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for right or wrong, whatever supposedly happened here, like, isn't this just what politicians pretty much do all the time? Here's the reason like, why, after after seeing this... You know after, what I mean? <laughs> after thinking about, about it for about five minutes and after seeing this story, I've come to the uh, realization, Addison... And it's this. Rick Perry should be the next president of the United States. <laughs> Glad we're on the same page. Ask me why. That has been, give that some thought. Why? He's too stupid to not get caught. Every other freaking <laughs> politician in this country is smart enough to not get caught. Or they're smart enough to grease the right hands. To not get caught. So right. that no one prosecutes them. 
he's def obviously not smart enough to do that. He should be the next president of the United States. That's what we need. We need a because we'll just catch him left and right. Exactly. Doing it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We'll finally. Be you like, want to talk about transparency in government? Yeah. There you go. Here's what we go. Transparency yeah. through stupidity. Exactly. <laughs> Rick Perry for 2016. We should not be, we should not be h- hiring. We should not be voting in smart people. Nope. Or the deviant. Absolutely not. Or people who are good, really good at talking. Absolutely not. We should be l- or people voting. that have a lot of money. Yeah, we should voting be voting in the dumb. Yeah. The uh handicapped, the mentally unhinged, the bipolar. Yeah. Um just people who can't just yeah, bad liars. <laughs> um we should be voting in people who can Toby Keith and Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I mean, just people who barely have two brain cells to fire <laughs> to rub together. together. Right. No, not to rub to fire together. Right. Neurons fire. Yeah. Is that how brains work? Well you have okay. the firing of neurons. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then yeah. I thought it was all a friction process. Because I get I get warm when I think a lot. Usually that's because I'm angry, though. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know about. <sighs> well, that's been give that some thought. Yeah. Our official endorsement for 2016 is uh, Texas Governor Rick Perry. Uh, we <laughs> for the reasons uh, aforementioned by my co-host Matt Hume. Um. I think that's about it. Yeah. Unless uh, you've got anything else. Nope. That's that's what I want to talk about. It was all just Ferguson and Ferguson and Ferguson. Uh, and uh, Rick Perry being a dumb dummy. Yeah, not a bright individual. Because, uh, like I said, it 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 really just sounds like politics when you're on stage and you have to get cues from Ron Paul about what your points are, <laughs> like he did during the last presidential debate. Oh. Well, Ron Paul doesn't have a hope in hell now, anyways. Like. <laughs> neither neither does Rand Paul. Say that too. We haven't talked about the presidential race in a while, but I don't think you don't remember during the two thousand twelve debates. Like they're on so. they're on stage and it's like it's like Obama or it's like the Republican nominations like Romney and Perry and, and Ron Paul. And uh Rick Perry is like uh well what I'd do is I'd get rid of the uh, Department of Education and uh Department of uh and he's like and then he, there's a third one there. I can't remember it right now. He he forgot his point. <laughs> and Ron Paul was like, "You mean this?" He's like, "Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Thank you." <laughs> he forgot the one of the major points to one of his talking. Talk, yeah, you know. His well, when will points. we stop? When will we stop? And one would have thought that Obama would have been some of the change for this, but I don't see that. But when when are we going to stop educating or not educating, but electing old dumb white men? <laughs> for office you know what i mean never because those are the ones with the power old white dudes have uh all the money therefore they have the power well anyways that's been given some thought yeah. first you get the money then you, then get, you the get the power then you get the women then you get the legislation <laughs> anyways that's been given some thought uh matt hume at suburban underscore wizard on twitter uh I'm at Addison Todd on Twitter. I've been following the Ferguson thing pretty regularly. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Please don't talk to me about the autopsy. Uh, I'm not saying it's inconclusive. The What has come out might be factual, but I think it's only being used right now by one side or the other. That's I, I really think that's the case. Um, other than that, yeah, the Ferguson thing, the Rick Perry thing. Sorry that that's all we talked about, but uh, I think it's a good episode. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody out there in audio land. Sorry for all the f***ing cursing. <laughs> This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.